Hello, South Dakotans. Welcome to the Dakota Rustler Show, aiming to keep America, its citizens, and minds free. Now, here's your host, Daryl Root. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Dakota Rustler Show. This is officially episode number 73. Yes, I am going to dump the season one, season two, season three out of the labeling of future episodes and just go with the latest episode number. So this is officially episode number 73. Also, I want to give my usual shout-outs to Arbel Kimmick, the voiceover artist who does all the extra announcing on this show. She can be found at arbelvoiceoverartist.com. Check her out if you need work done for your business. She's very reasonable with her prices and does a great job. Also, the usual shout-out to Danheim, the provider of all the background music, who are gracious enough to let me use their music in exchange for just a mention. In addition, you can help support this show by visiting the merchandise page. You can find a link at dakotarustler.org. Scroll down near the bottom, click on the merchandise link, and it will take you to this page where several different merchandise items can be found i've posted a few new ones up there we got a new 32 ounce tumbler we got a 20 ounce stainless steel tumbler and a few other things iphone covers and android cover so check those out with that let's get right into it and start with the first half of the show called tidbits Anybody who's listened on a regular basis knows this is where I take news from the last week or so and rustle up some information and gather, state my opinions on them. Number one, federal prosecutors have charged 47 people accused of stealing $250 million from a federal aid program to feed children during the pandemic. Oh my goodness, how many times have libertarians out there and even people, independents, Republicans, Democrats, but mostly libertarians, told you that wherever there is a federal program, there will be fraud. The only way to eliminate fraud is to eliminate the programs and make people self-reliant, self-sufficient, and for the most part, if you lower everybody's taxes by eliminating these programs, people will give a lot more to charity. The program involved Minnesota's Feeding Our Future and its founder, Amy Bach, age 41. Excuse me, but at age 41, you should be mature enough, adult enough to not commit fraud. You should have some morals by that age. Uh, it's the largest pandemic fraud to date, not counting how many deaths were, you know, not counting how pandemic deaths were calculated. We all know that was a fraud. People died from heart attacks and it got labeled as a pandemic related 
COVID death. You know, that's the biggest fraud. But money-wise, this is the biggest fraud so far. $250 million, 47 people involved. Uh, How did all this happen? Well, restaurant owners simply had to apply with this program's funding. Uh, They paid bribes to the nonprofit to get distribution funds and then instead of actually feeding children with these funds, they used them for their own personal use. They bought cars. They took vacations. You know, I mean, everything basically but buying a home. I think even some people may have even bought a home with these funds. So, yeah, fill out an application, get a bunch of money, nobody checks up on you, and you get a free vacation, you get a free car, you get housing, rent. I think it paid rent, maybe not housing. But, yeah, that's how that worked, you know. As I said, government's so big it can't even check up on itself. This stuff needs to stop. Number two. A U.S. judge has ordered McDonald's to defend itself against a lawsuit claiming discrimination by not advertising with black-owned media. And, of course, this judge was in California. Entertainment Studios, since 2009, repeatedly and unsuccessfully tried to get McDonald's to advertise with them. I'm sorry, but you have no right to force a company to advertise with you. I mean, I'm in the flooring business. Hardware Hank provides supplies for flooring, you know, tools and other miscellaneous things. You know, I have no right to force them to do business with me. If they don't want to do business with me, they can say no. I have to go elsewhere no company should be forced to do business with another and that's what this advertising company is claiming they're claiming discrimination because mcdonald's didn't go with enough black owned businesses uh basically i think this is a situation where somebody is looking for free money you know if you can't get mcdonald's to advertise with you hey go after other companies do you really want mcdonald's to advertise with you if they don't feel like it you know there's plenty of other fast foods out there wendy's burger king taco bell i mean you name it why aren't you suing them if i was a judge i'd throw this lawsuit out unless you could prove that they were saying no you're black we're not advertising with you but that's hard to prove number three Democrat Senator Chris Van Hollen and Republican Senator Pat Toomey from my old home state of Pennsylvania announce a proposal to impose secondary sanctions. Here we go again. More sanctions that don't work. They want sanctions against financial institutions that are involved in Russian petroleum products sold above price caps. The EU wants to price cap energy that they buy from russia if you remember a couple podcasts ago i said hey it's russian oil putin can charge whatever he wants if europe doesn't want to pay whatever he's asking and they want to put price caps on it screw europe just don't sell them any 
Okay, these two senators are members of the Senate Banking Committee. So, of course, they want to penalize banks just because they don't want to abide by sanctions, I guess. Uh, Reuters even called the price caps a G7 scheme. You know, as I said, Putin shouldn't sell to anyone who doesn't want to pay his price. I'm in a flooring business. I need to make a certain amount of money in order to be profitable. If a customer doesn't want to pay my price... I'm not doing business with you. I can't do business with somebody who's going to cause me to lose money. I'll never survive. Same thing with Russian oil. If Russia needs a certain amount of money for their oil to be profitable, they have every right to earn every penny of what they're asking. As I said before, there's this easy solution to all of the EU's energy problems and the sanctions. Plain and simple. Number four, a related article. EU energy companies are sucking up government and bank funding to help keep prices low. Does anybody see a problem with this? If you make prices, basically what they're doing is paying energy companies money in advance, which allows energy prices to be lower for consumers which in turn will increase demand. If the consumer's not paying a high price, they're going to demand more energy. That's going to change the supply and demand outlook. Lower prices for consumers equals more usage, which increases more demand, which results in even higher prices. It's a catch-22 cycle that never ends. Is that just going to result in government handing out more money to energy companies of course it will it's a non-ending cycle nobody seems to get this libertarians the economists in a libertarian party they understand it handouts always make things more expensive not cheaper ah they also want to cap energy company revenues well when you cap revenues you're going to cap research and development Companies can't survive if they don't make profits. If you cap their revenues, <clears throat> they're going to have to take that money from somewhere. Number five. Wow, I'm going long here. Ah, good news on the Americans helping the Americas, as I'm a proponent of. Officials from the U.S. and Paraguay met in the den of corruption, better known as D.C., to deepen trade ties. Based on a trade and investment framework agreement, it will deal with anti-corruption, agricultural trade, and the digital economy. They will also meet next year in Paraguay to discuss the same things. Custom fees will be discussed, as well as reducing time and cost of compliance issues. Intellectual rights will be part of the conversation. So this is all good news. This is America's help in the Americas, and the more we can do that, maybe the less we can depend on China. Anyway, with that, I'm running over time on the tidbit section, so let's hit the promo up. Be back in 50 seconds. For all things Dakota Rustler related, please visit dakotarustler.org. 
The website contains links to media sites, a merchandise store, and a button to donate to the show. Your support helps to pay for expenses of production, as well as research time. Feedback is appreciated, and comments or topic ideas can be sent to the email address listed on the website. Sponsorships are also available if you have a business to promote. Now, back to the show. Hello, welcome back. Just want to mention this program is available on Audible, Buzzsprout, iHeart, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Telegram, with Telegram being the home of the video version of the show. So let's get right to the main topic, Medicare update. Biden recently passed the, well, we'll get into it. This is Basically, an addition, an episode for senior citizens. This was all passed during Biden's Inflation Addition Act. Oh, sorry, Biden's Inflation Reduction Act. <laughs> if you actually believe that, you're a fool. Which was authorized the federal government to negotiate Medicare prescription drug prices. So let's take a look at how this is going to happen. In 2023, the government... Medicare will be negotiating the prices of 10 of the most expensive drugs to the government. And those prices that are negotiated will take effect in 2026. In 2027, they will be negotiating the prices of 15 drugs total. And in 2029, that will be up to 20 drugs. And it will stay at 20 after that. Now, as I said, these are the most expensive drugs to the government, not the most expensive drugs to you. Therefore, if you have a rare disease that takes a drug that is exorbitantly priced because it's such a rare drug, you're screwed. You're not going to be helped at all by this. You know, as I said, it's going to be the most expensive drugs to the government, which basically means it's going to be drugs that are most commonly used. Two of those are for blood thinners. Two of those are diabetic drugs. And I forget what the fifth one is on the five most expensive drugs. But yeah, if you're, as I said, if you've got a rare disease and have a rare drug and it's a fortune, you're not going to get help by this at all. They, the 20 drugs which will be passed by 2029 is just a small fraction of the total amount of drugs. The article I read had a chart of the 260 most used drugs. So you're talking one drug out of 13. You know, a very small amount. In addition, if drug companies increase the price of a drug by more than general inflation... You know, screw the real cost of how much it actually costs to make. You know, they have to basically rebate Medicare the difference. So in other words, they can charge you a fortune, which they will do, and they'll keep what the inflationary increase is, and the rest will go to government. So again, more it's a tax. It's a tax on the drug companies that you're going to pay for, which will put more money into government's hands to do with whatever they want. Supposedly, they're going to hand it out to Medicare, but you know that's not going to happen. Uh, 
lowering drug cost for you will this happen well part d which covers drugs it will be capped at two thousand dollars in what you have to pay starting in 2025 now just for the record only there's 50 some million retirees with part d and only three percent of those people are paying over two thousand of their own money for medicare services for drug coverage you know so this really isn't gonna save a lot of people a lot of money if you're one of those three percent yes it will save you some money but for 97 percent of you this isn't going to change a thing most vaccines starting in 2024 will be free this is actually probably the only thing in here that i really like because vaccines are preventive medicine if the government is going to do anything to socialize medicine this has to be the number one start preventive medicine as a libertarian i don't like the idea of government being in medicine at all but if they're going to be in it Preventive medicine should be the number one thing because everything else without preventive medicine is just a waste of our taxpayer funding. You know, that's just the way it is. Increases will be capped at 6% per year. You know, your, your deductible on your Medicare, what's taken out of your Social Security check, that's going to be capped at increases of 6% per year. If you remember my rent control podcast, I said that landlords occasionally have reasons to jack up the price more than a certain percentage. Maybe they had to stick a new roof on your building, get a new furnace, and maybe they'd have to jack up prices 10%. I think Minnesota was capping those increases in their rent control system at 6% also. Maybe it's the Democratic magic number. You know, so what they're going to do, instead of increasing your deductibles or your premiums 3% during a 3% increase, 8% during an 8% increase year, they're going to cap it at 6%. So what's going to happen is they're just going to bump up premiums at 6%. Uh, they could do it every year, no matter what the inflation rate is. You know, get that money in advance. Uh, the income threshold for getting subsidies in order to pay for it would be 135%. That's what it is now. They want to bump that up to 150% of poverty level. So you're going to have a lot more people on Medicare. Again, it's just going to make Medicare more expensive. Who's going to end up paying for it? I don't know. Supposedly the drug companies are going to pay for it, but where do they get their money? you uh, not everyone agrees with all this including myself uh, I'm 64 I'm a year away from being eligible for all this stuff I as they contend that this will reduce research and development which means new drugs are going to take a lot longer to come to market if drug companies they need to pay for research and development and if they're forced to hand over a bunch of additional revenues what the government considers to be too much they're going to be stuck with less money for research and development so expect research to de 
decrease. For those with diabetes, insulin will be capped at $35 a month when on Medicare. So I guess that's a good thing if you have diabetes. And of course, the devil is always in the details. Every time you got a program, the devil is in the details. So what are they? Number one, name brand drugs will only be covered. Generic brands will not. So if you're using a generic version, you're not going to benefit. Medicines on the market for nine years will only be covered. Newer drugs will not. So if you're on a drug that was recently recently developed and it's really benefiting you, again, no help for you because it's only going to cover drugs that have been on the market for nine years. Oh, uh, what else do we got here? Uh, most statins and blood pressure drugs are excluded from this. I said most. As I said, there were two that will be covered, I believe, that they expect, but all the rest of them will not. So that's pretty much going to benefit the manufacturer of those two drugs. Let me guess. This is probably a government collusion to benefit these two companies and knock the smaller companies out of competition. Uh, the yearly 6% increase on premiums I mentioned earlier will only last until 2030. So once 2030 comes around, those premiums will be able to be increased by more than 6%. So if inflation was 8%, instead of getting a 6% premium increase, you're going to get an 8% premium increase You know, after 2030. That's another devil in the details. Another one, companies that refuse to negotiate drug prices will be subject up to a 95% excise tax. Wow, how many drug companies may decide, hey, I'm not going to do business with the government. Screw you. So how many drugs is this going to take off of the quote-unquote government marketplace and you're going to be stuck paying the full price yourself another thing to consider in addition charging more than negotiated will result in a penalty of 10 times the difference so if the government if a company negotiates say a thousand dollar drug down to eight hundred dollars and they continue to charge a thousand dollars for it that's 200 above the negotiated price supposedly they could suffer a penalty up to 10 times that which would be two thousand dollars oh man basically they're forcing the companies to sell for less than what it may actually cost them to manufacture this drug and make a profit in order to keep manufacturing it so i'm going to go back and in closing here i'm running way over again like last week i'm just going to go back to my long-term belief in healthcare. Government can do nothing to fix healthcare. There is nothing that government can do to fix healthcare. The only way to fix healthcare is for you as individuals to lead healthier lives, proper diets, and more exercise. Doctors across the board, you know, doctors everywhere admit that one third, at least one third, of all healthcare issues are self imposed. Some even argue up to half, but just about everybody agrees that at least one third are. Can you imagine if you took care of yourself and everybody else took care of themselves, had a proper diet, 
got out there, got off their butts, they exercised. Can you imagine if one-third of all disease just disappeared? Prices of drugs would plummet. Prices of health care would plummet. It's the same with any product. You know, if one-third of rental demand suddenly disappeared, rents would drop. If one-third of housing demand suddenly disappeared, housing prices would drop. If one-third of car demand dropped, prices of cars would plummet. You know, you take away one-third of anything and the price is going to drop, including health care. People need to get out there, they need to exercise, they need to eat a proper diet, they need to quit depending on government to pay for every little physical ailment that they have. You know, be responsible, do your own thing. One third to one half are self-inflicted. For those who have a disease that was not self-inflicted, you have my compassion. But to those of you who don't take care of yourself, you have absolutely zero compassion from me. I don't blame you for getting sick. Well, I do blame you for getting sick. Let me rephrase that. It's your fault. You don't deserve government handouts. Yeah, I said it. If you imposed it on yourself, you don't deserve a government handout. That simple. So anyway, with that, let's call it another podcast. You know the mantra, question authority, and always be free. Thank you for listening to the Dakota Rustler Show, a production of DL Root, Buzzsprout.com, and their affiliates. Any unauthorized use of this show is prohibited. Until next time, have a great day, and don't forget to subscribe.